1: the program Oh my goodness technical difficulties girl it is the struggle is real <laughs> How does science work? I don't know. Someone explain. It. Where's Steve Jobs when you need him? Like he needs to explain all of this to me right now. Okay. Yeah, and everything that YouTube
0: videos can't help me with.
1: Yes, please. Oh my goodness, Kathleen, how are you doing? I'm
0: doing great. How are you?
1: I'm good. We're, I'm snowbound right now. It's like Donner Party realness in my apartment. Um, Ryan's got about 15 more minutes left before I, sh- before I break into him and I eat him. Because... Category is Donner Party realness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Cannibal elegance. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like mad crazy snowy wow. up in here in Seattle. And it's just like, apparently everyone's losing their minds because it doesn't snow that much here. And I'm just like, girl, calm down. Just And by the way, can you shovel your drive? Thank you. Shovel your sidewalks, please. Because people are gonna kill themselves on these ice anyway, but did that's you, my um, story. Did you go to the
0: grocery <laughs> store and it was like Armageddon? There's like five things oh. on the shelf.
1: <laughs> oh, exactly. It was crazy. Everyone's of course <laughs> posting photos and stuff like that, but it's it's hilarious. Um, it's funny because my uh, my coworker actually posted a photo of the empty grocery store, except for in the toilet paper aisle there was just one thing of like Cottonelle or something, and he's like, "What's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> like, why isn't this one brand of <laughs> one brand of toilet?" The paper, not <laughs> no one wants, even in an Armageddon situation.
0: It's the seven ninety nine toilet paper. That's why they're like, how bad do I need it? I mean, yeah, did I we mean, get our wine? <laughs>
1: It technically snow is water so I could just splash some of that on there and I'll be fine <laughs> oh, do I
0: have any coffee filters
1: Yes. <laughs> extra
0: coffee exactly. filters <laughs>
1: exactly oh my goodness well other than that I'm good but um, you were awesome. about to tell me a, you were about to tell me a story though <laughs> off, off off mic and then you were like oh I should save it for the podcast
0: okay so <laughs> but, by <laughs> the way I
1: also love that your voice is like a bro's voice I'm like, gonna save it for the podcast bro <laughs> I had
0: the super sweet story bro I went to the Kim Kardashian Kardashian West pop-up store and (laughs) go South Coast Plaza fucking got me a nude lipstick, bro. There you go. Nice.
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. Kim Kardashian West. I didn't know she was doing lipstick. I thought that was her sister's gig.
0: I guess I don't I know. It looked like it was it was all like KK Dub's uh, makeup line. And (laughs) you know. <laughs> Ew, that's gross. I and love it, was it a, a Weird whole entire <laughs> no. store shopping experience and uh it was pretty really, it was really interesting. Um I uh, I ended up going with my aunt who was in town visiting um from Oxford, England. I just wanted to Ma- say. <laughs>
1: Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Maybe you
0: heard of it. and so i thought hey let me give you a real orange county experience (laughs) let's go shopping in south coast plaza and check out kk deb's pop-up star (laughs) Er 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 they had like Uh, special mirrors that were hanging up or at least there was one in particular in the back and the whole thing was like some weird bizarre art installation and i'm not mad at that actually if our like we had a great like um auntie niece um like you know girly experience going in and like looking mm. at makeup together and like trying to take selfies in this giant mirror that's like angled in such a way that makes you look up so you look really good
1: <laughs> oh <that's laughs> yeah kind there of was smart. a lot of
0: like weird store experiences in there anyway mm. apparently it's only gonna be there for another couple weeks so if you happen to live in the area South Coast Plaza has a, a KK Debs uh, makeup store. And it's really funny because there's like a bouncer outside and you're not allowed to bring drinks in. Um, well, I mean, because which that's, actually I mean, the first time I walked by, I was like, I'm not throwing out my ties T." So I kept on walking um, yeah. this time I did. And it was really yeah. fun. Like it was a really fun um, like store experience. Cause you can go in and like try on the makeup and um, you know, sniff the weird, the perfume. <laughs> But everything's in this bizarre art installations. Like when you first walk in, um, I shit you know, I'm gonna have to send you pictures. There's these gigantic, um, like crystal, like stalagmites, I guess, stalactites oh. coming out of the ground. They look like giant, like like quartz crystal shards all like coming out huh. of the ground and they're all like Aurora Borealis um, like lit and everything and you just like oh. walk among those almost like you're on like like a yellow brick road with the crystals on either side um, I mean, but it's all that. like but uh, the whole place is like a blushy vulva pink so it's <laughs> like <laughs> that's the best way to describe it it's a soft glow <laughs> <laughs> a vulva pink oh my god
1: oh my goodness by the way the only place that's open nearby my apartment is a bar that is like a few blocks away so I'm like four drinks in right now and I am feeling this the snowstorm so just uh, as you're listening to this episode kids just know that just, just know that I'm like I've already had I've already had a uh, gin mule and two uh, two palomas and now I'm working on a beer so Woo! Things are good. Things are going good. Things are going good.
0: I love this podcast so much. I love that this is our chill time. Either yes. we're gacked out on coffee or just <laughs> laying low on alcohol. <laughs> oh my god, I think I'm gonna cry. Oh goodness. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we are actually here to talk about something. We're actually here because it's old Hollywood realness. That's right. <laughs>
0: welcome back, <And> y'all. <laughs>
1: welcome back, everybody. Um, as um, In case this is your first episode, I'm Philip Estrada.
0: And I'm Kathleen Knoll.
1: <laughs> and uh, we're here to talk about all the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. Mm-hmm. We celebrate all the uh, the costume designers, the set designers, and all the beautiful, the beautiful makers of Hollywood. Um, That's right. And I feel like we've, we're... This is like our 50-some episode, and I feel like if you haven't watched, listened to the first one, we need to bring you up to speed on that. Yes. So it's all about what makes glamour glamour in Hollywood. So that's our our shtick. Um, We're actually here to talk about the movie That Touch of Mink Mm from 1962. It's a Universal Pictures um, production. And this was actually a um, a suggestion that we mined from our friends over on Facebook because we have a Facebook group called O-H-R Podcast Darlings, spelled D-A-H-L-I-N-G-S. Please join it if you're interested because there's a whole gaggle of friends over there that are just living their best lives and talking about old movies, and it's fantastic. And, um, um, yeah, so this one was actually a... um, Recommendation from our friend Heather Poole. Shout out to Heather Poole. Ooh-hoo.
0: Thank you, Heather. Woo-hoo.
1: Um, so this one comes from her. She loves this movie and wanted us to know about it. So we're watching it, and that's what we did. Um, so we've got the main cast is Cary Grant stars as Philip Shane. Doris Day stars as Kathy Timberlake. Gig Young as Roger. Audrey Meadows of Honeymooners fame. Stars as Connie Emerson. Mm-hmm. Alan Hewitt plays Dr. Gruber. The psychiatrist John Astin of um, Adams Family fame. Uh, plays Mr. Everett Beasley. Dick Sargent from Bewitched. Plays the young man who is quote named Harry Clark. He, you see him briefly in a pool scene. Um, and Joey Fay plays... It, this is his name on IMDb short man who is the, the, <laughs> that guy. the weird the weird dude also at another pool scene excuse me oh the beer's coming up and uh <laughs> Lori Ma- Lori Mitchell plays the showgirl who is um in Bermuda with um quote short man so um this is directed by Delbert Mann and the costumes are done by Rosemary Odell who did the gowns but also there's a um there's a um big thank you at the end of the film to norman norell for all the gowns that he provided and Bergdorf goodman for um all the work that they did on this film as well so kathleen what's your history with this movie
0: um i don't really have a lot of history of this movie philip i think um mm-hmm. I, I i may have seen a couple pictures of doris day in some of these gorgeous uh norman norell uh outfits um but mm-hmm. that's about it like I, I, otherwise like i don't really have a lot of history what about you
1: Um, this one, I think that I caught this one time. I think I may have watched like half of it or something when I was, um, you know, streaming on TCM or something. And Mm -hmm. this, I, I am familiar with it, but I'm not like, it wasn't in my pantheon of Doris Day films. Like I've seen Pillow Talk before and that one was adorable. Mm -hmm. And of course, like, you know, Glass Bottom Boat was adorable and all, you know. And this is, I think, during her later year, not her later years, but like her years after her musical years, I guess you would say. And then when she was, you know, when she was doing the films and stuff and she was it's on it's really strange that she actually doesn't sing during this movie which I think is interesting yeah
0: well I know she was doing like because I think she was doing a lot of these movies around that time with Rock Hudson and they were these like it's like they were like sex like like romps, movies but like LA? but they were yeah. in that 50s way where it was like sophisticated ladies like hey I can do this cuz I'm a sophisticated lady in New York and I wear beautiful things and I'm it's like I do it all mm-hmm. and I yeah. and I'm DTF and like date around and hey what's up <laughs> kind of like, it's funny you know, actually But that because you it's not like, like that obvious 60s like like swinging 60s youth it's like right. there's definitely leaning toward like like sophisticated like we're like very madmen I actually was I was so floored at how much I felt like Men must have taken like direct cuts from this yeah because it it felt so much like that so strong. Yeah, Jane,
1: Janie Bryant must have really like paid attention to these movies because yeah. the, um, who was the costume designer on Mad Men but this mm-hmm. is very much that era that 1962 it's early yeah. Camelot 60s, which, like which Jack Yeah, I think people forget that the 60s and the, the when you think about the hippie movement and all of that mm-hmm. stuff that the hippie movement was like three years. It was like 66 yep. to 69 and it ended right at 69 which culminated of course in the Manson murders yeah. which happened in 69 and um, of which, oddly enough, Martin Melcher, who who was the producer mm. of this film, was the father of Terry Melcher, who yes. was actually the original target of the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. Anywho, a whole deep dive you can do on that. It's crazy. But yeah. So this movie, it's funny because it is like it is the early '60s, and it's moving away from that like kind of like puritanical in a way mm-hmm. '50s that was happening. And you could tell there's like there oh op- the sexual revolution is starting, and there's the yeah. conversation that's happening about sex. And this movie is very mm, can't say sex positive, but it no. is certainly sex adjacent I don't it, know how to put it it's very
0: cuz there's some there's some lines that are straight up like I wrote one down like because there's some yeah. straight up oh. slut shaming going on and like shit that was like open about like oh what happened i belted her you know like like I things mean, that were like straight thing. up like casual I mean. abuse <laughs>
1: <laughs> that well that's definitely the scene that I'm talking about with quote short man him yeah. that whole scene interaction between Cary Grant and Joey Faye at the pool where you know yeah. the because he apparently because there's that whole scene where they go um, because his character and the showgirl character is like she's in Bermuda and she's just like, yeah, girl, get yours. I'm getting mine too, like in Bermuda. And, you know, we're going to have to put out, but you can just try and put them off as long as you can. Of mm-hmm. course, that's when the the character that you're talking about says that I belted her. And I'm just like, whoa, casual domestic abuse and beating on women yep. is not cool. <laughs> it's just like it's it happens. And there's so many movies where that happens. And it's just like it it. Needle scratches through that. Like, scene. yeah, it's just, you're just like, whoa, it's so yeah. weird. Oh yep. my gosh. Well,
0: and actually the, the line I wrote down was, was earlier in the movie when, um, when she uh, after she's spotted at the automat which is a super rad scene anyway with like weird love, but like yeah. and she gets drugged out of there and she's drugged uh, drug up into cary grant's office he's having uh, a meeting with these two old like rich biddies who are trying to get money from him for these like for this unwed mothers
1: mm-hmm, yeah. blah blah
0: blah and so then they see her come in and um she's kind of getting ushered into, her, into the office and uh and the one lady's like oh what the like she because she's like oh that looks weird like what the hell's going on the other lady puts her arm and she's like no no dear she's like when a man donate ma- donates two million dollars he's allowed to use the facilities
1: i mean that use is...
0: the facilities <laughs> i was an unwed i was home. shook i was like <laughs> yo, use the faci- <laughs> like she's a fucking toilet like what like <laughs>
1: Like, I just love that they're just like, well, it's so funny because she had the harshest line in
0: that whole movie.
1: (laughs) And you know, it's just like, it's just that whole thing of like, it's that 60s mentality of boys will be boys, which of course yeah. does, is like hopefully, hopefully is crumbling away as soon as humanly possible. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it, they're, they're just like, well, you know, we're opening a, gr- a home for unwed mothers and then the guys will be, you know, they'll just deal with their own things. But I did like that there was a little bit of a clap back where, um, would I mean a clapback in a way that has no repercussions? Was when Cary Grant was like, "For every unwed mother, there's an unwed father," and I'm like, "Yeah, but yes. the father is yeah. not saddled with a child." That's a slow clapback, though. For re- That's yeah. like a silent yeah, well, clapback, a, a tiny clapback, yeah. where he's just like, <laughs> you, you know, that? That it's was almost a tiny just, clap. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you kind of wish Cary Grant was like, well, you know, he, the guy, should take responsibility for your yeah. child. But <laughs> exactly. it was just so interesting to see this kind of movie where it was just like they were like. You know, she's kind of wanting to like Kathy's character is that she she's the um I don't know. She's the object of affection of every every boss she's ever
0: had. Yeah.
1: And that, that that was like kind of um that was kind of Audrey Meadows character. Connie was always being like the the exposition of being like, oh, she she's just everyone loves her and falls in love with her. Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing she can do about it. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, that seems strange. And then she's just like kind of into it with Cary Grant and then she kind of wants to go down. But she's conflicted about being free lovey and like, you know, being able to like live in her own skin and like have anonymous sex and all that stuff or have like recreational sex in a way, if you think about it, because that's what this movie is about is Mm -hmm. really about recreational sex premarital and all of that stuff. Um, and it just, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting film. I definitely mm-hmm. have to say that. It's, it's, it was an interesting watch in a way. Not a ton of looks though, honestly. I wasn't yeah. like, I expected, um, I expected a little bit more from a uh, 60s, kind of rom-com which is kind of catering to the ladies I expected yeah. a longer a longer fashion sequence if you will you know <laughs> like the the big yeah you know, it's like you had big Dove Goodman at your hands and like I know. you know I love just, how like
0: she comes out like for a trip to Bermuda and she looks like she's Wednesday Adams like she's just, yeah. like head to toe in black with a little Peter Pan collar I'm like
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, do you know where the Bermudas are
1: well the thing was is it was so funny because like her uh, her very first look that she came out in the one that she got uh, splashed in the puddle mm. with, in right, it was like a taupe, kind of like so a, a khaki, a khaki colored coat. like swing coat. Fantastic, she looked wonderful, mm-hmm. right? And then she goes to Bergdorf Goodman, they show her all of the eleganza, right? They yep. show her like seven total gowns, like they look Which fantastic, was right? Really
0: fun. That each one, kit,
1: show. I mean, kitten heels as far as the eye can see, and so I was good. feeling every single one of them, but then she goes and then she's like, she's like total makeover, and she turns around and she's in a khaki colored coat with a fur lining and I was like yeah. wait the, she went from khaki to khaki with fur lining I was like
0: not a huge makeover I, like, I think she's trying to say with that that, that she is a sensible midwestern girl and she's yeah, like, look, um, I got taken to get treats. I'm going to get me. If I can get one thing, I'm going for the mink coat because I'm going to use this later. And I but will have this for it. But, but it, it was, was a mink lined line. coat. I don't really like a... at this point not want that touching. my. I'm like super skeeved about the idea of like real fur touching my skin at this point. I don't feel of yeah. it like a source of luxury. I'm. It feels more... Especially, I think now that I have a cat who feels so soft and fluffy, like I could wear him like a mink stole. It's like weirds me out that I'd even want to like. I'm gonna roll in this skin. Like, I'm just, no, what? Roll in this furry skin. Ugh. <laughs>
1: oh, well, I'll just keep my comments to myself. But I mean, <laughs> I
0: know, I know. Look, look, look. I get it. It's very just, luxurious. There's something
1: so beautiful about fox fur that's it dyed baby blue. Yeah. I can't help it.
0: Did, but would you want it like touching your skin like, like a um, fur-lined vest?
1: Well... I mean, I used to wear one at my old office at my old job during the winter. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I didn't pay for it. I didn't, pay for it. I'm just I didn't pay for it. And it was knitted, I just knitted feel like the too. way she's
0: wearing it, I'd be like, oh, I'm getting hot yeah, it's a bit so crazy. fast. <laughs> yeah.
1: Although my favorite, my favorite experience is what, like, we had this, we, it was funny. We had this vest. It was a vest that was um, knitted fox fur. So basically they took the fur and they cut it into tiny little strips and then they ended up knitting it. So it was fur on the inside and the outside. Wow. It was beautiful. And it was navy blue too. They had dyed it navy blue. It was fantastic. They weren't using it for anything and they were going to put it in sample sale. And I was like, "Bitch, no, you ain't sample selling fox fur. That's stupid. Especially if you're going to send this to Ohio to be a f- sample sale." Like, no, they don't deserve it. So I kept it in the office and I just had it as my office fur, which I would use it as a cowl. Like I would like kind of create I used the vest but didn't use the armhole, so it just became like my neck band, and I would just have <laughs> f- like a fox fur just to keep me warm. And one time I went out during lunch and it was freezing cold during the winter in New York. So I used it as like, I put my coat on my heavy coat on and all this stuff. And then I used the Fox fur as like a scarf and I walked around and this big giant, like stylish black dude stopped me. And he was like, Hey, he's like, what kind of fur is that? And I was like, he's like, is that mink? And I'm like, no, it's Fox. And he's like, that looks good. And I was just like, I still got it. And I was like, that's right. Still got it. I mean, it it does look good. I mean, I don't know. But you know how it's like... It's it's cruel, but it's cool. But I mean, mean, this was a
0: time when for... Like, I definitely can appreciate it. I definitely can appreciate the looks. The fashion Mm -hmm. show is pretty great. It's not like uber glam. It looks like you know. things that Jack, like that Jacqueline Kennedy would wear. And I'm not, or Audrey. Hepburn. Very,
1: very Kennedy. It, w- it was, it was very, very sophisticated.
0: Kennedy. It looked really beautiful. It actually looked pretty wearable. It wasn't like full fantasy. I feel it was like, like, this is like legit. Like these are rich lady clothes that like rich ladies wear to rich lady things. And she yes. was being shown what that looks like, you know, like yes. a taste. I mean, you have, you have
1: to think <laughs> about it. Kennedy was inaugurated in 61 and this was 62. So like yep. B- Jake, Jackie Kennedy was like living her best life at this point. So yeah, she was, she was pulling all the looks. So everyone yeah. was doing exactly what she was doing. So, but I gotta to admit,
0: it is a really flattering look and cut on women. Like it still to me is like the picture of sophistication. Like Norman Norell, to me is so like he's so classic and i know he's <laughs> not like super um like uh full fantasy like he's not like that he's a bit more like he i can think of him like along the same lines of like a claire mccardell is like right their, their their construction and their engineering is amazing it's like on point with like european stuff and their cuts are great but then they like They throw pockets in it or it's like washable or you know it's it's done in this way that to me is i guess i would say kind of american but his stuff looks really good and timeless i know like michelle obama actually wore some like vintage norma norelle i think like a year or two ago and she looked fucking amazing and it looked like i mean like it's like something that you could wear to i mean it was timeless and it just if there's one woman who could wear lady
1: yeah, if there's one woman who could probably wear vintage style is fucking Michelle yeah. Obama. She could really pull it off. I would and I'm not going to gonna
0: lie, she does have a very no. Jackie, like a, just an old money aesthetic. I don't know. There's just something about her. I don't know if it's, and I say that, like, I don't know if it's old. It, she reminds me Are of. Are you talking
1: about Jackie. Doris? Uh, Doris Day?
0: No, I was thinking Michelle Obama and Jacqueline, Jackie oh, Kennedy. Okay. Like just, oh, there's okay. a feeling of them both anyway. Um, anyway anyway but yes yeah. um actually doris day too because this whole i actually what i kept looking at was her whole her makeup her hair everything was mm-hmm. like marilyn monroe something gotta give like a time oh, this, yeah, this was right around yeah. the time that she was like i mean unfortunately like this was when about like to close die. to when she was <laughs> about to die yeah like i working on her last film yeah. but she definitely was uh, an esque of Marilyn Monroe. She and she, I think Doris Day is very sexy, but she's very mm-hmm. feisty too, and sort of plucky, and has this, you know, and she's got freckles, and she's, um, right, you know, yeah. um, she,
1: she's like that honest. She's like, it's so funny because this movie is about sex, and she's kind of not the most sexy character. Like, she's yeah. not the most sexy actress, but she has kind of this like. She appeal can bring to the looks, yeah, yeah. Like when they, well, I
0: think the camera just loves her. The way they do that sort of male gaze camera work on her. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of those where it's like, they'll put her in a backless dress and they'll start a scene where she's like at the record player and they'll just pan up to her, like in a backless dress. And then she'll turn around and be mm-hmm. like, hi, you know? And it's like, well, now you're already like, yes, you know, <laughs> who is <are you? laughs> this blonde with this amazing French twist hair up or whatever. Oh my or, God. That, oh, that, hair that beehive that she, that, that she had. Oh my God. Oh. That was so like when Betty Draper went to Italy. I couldn't. Oh my god, that's exactly yeah. I couldn't stop looking at it, being like, "That's it, the, the look, the shape, everything." Like they must have watched a touch of mink to get that because it it yeah. had a, it was like a real beehive, like not like over the top drag queen, not that I'm wrong, but I'm just saying it looked Mm-mm, like I'm like take no. note, like our grandmothers and great grandmothers would have worn that shit like normal, like they would have gone and got that done. The way we go and get like barrel roll curls at a dry bar like they would have got yeah. you know they <laughs> would have got a beehive done
1: exactly i mean it's so good um yeah so um the costume designer Rosemary or- Odell actually I did want to like highlight her oh slightly, yeah I'm quickly. going on about
0: like sorry but like Nor- yeah Norman Rale No but they, Norman
1: uh, Norell you know, I but... mean he did a lot of the gowns like he did he was quoted he was like kind of um he was credited for the uh, costumes well the, the gowns in the scene that had like the fashion show in Bergdorf Goodman and I'm like he was a huge deal in the 60s and stuff but yeah. um Rosemary Odell had a huge long storied career in Hollywood like she um, and by the way she only died in 1992 so um, she's been around Um, she actually started her career her quote her credit started in 45 with easy to look at which is um, you know it's just a cute little looks like a cute little rom-com so she knows mm-hmm. her way around that and then she goes all the way up to 69 with Rascal um, but it, what's interesting is that she is how some of her highlights are To Kill a Mockingbird and To um, Creature from the Black Lagoon so oh, wow. she has she kind of runs the gamut of these movies and she's got some pretty good she's got some pretty good credits under her belt so that's actually really cool yeah um, Abbott and Costello meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sounds like <laughs> it, she was
0: was a really great like coordinator, like a costume coordinator, getting all the looks and like the suits and like doing sort of like, you know, the less glamorous bits of it but still highly important and like, you know, orchestrating all of that together
1: right she's more kind of a we could think of a contemporary costume designer where they're actually yeah. doing wardrobe as opposed to designing and getting custom pieces made because her stuff is a little bit more kind of like contemporary of the day and not uber glamorous like she has in other things that she has is like ghosted mr chicken with like mm-hmm. with uh, don with don knots and like you know you know to kill a mockingbird is like the you know just the south in the 60s just major so it's, real you know yeah. just like realness clothes. so yeah. it's not like she has to do that much as far as getting everything to look like it's she's not pulling an adrian where she's like let me design a full fantasy bull you know full fantasy craziness so yeah but I looking mean, at everything
0: being... sort of for that cohesiveness as a whole and doing exactly. that is pretty yeah. awesome
1: and this yeah. movie like um i think that uh all the looks of this movie had a very kind of like we're very on point for this season. Oh, looked amazing. really beautiful, amazing, too. yeah. Um. My God, I mean, and also I was honestly I was in love with Audrey Madgett Meadows, and I wanted her to be yes. like more of this movie. Like I could not get enough of her character. Oh my God, she, she was so was good and
0: looked beautiful, the, by the yes. way. Like, was yes. there, she was so sassy and just great.
1: Yes, and it's so funny because this would have been wasn't I got to Google when the Honeymooners was because she was like in the Honeymooners. That have only been like about
0: five or eight years ago, like before this. Really? Maybe.
1: Or maybe um, even less?
0: Me. Because they were like 50s, right?
1: It ran. Oh, it was so funny! It only ran for one year, so 55 to 56. Okay. So a a total of 39 episodes. That's crazy for such an iconic show. So she had been around. I mean, so it's just so funny that she'd only been acting for in that show for a year, and apparently, I had read that Cary Grant was a huge fan of um, of Audrey Meadows. So he made sure that she got that. And I loved the um, the. Automat scenes. I thought because the, love the, the, the automats automat don't too. exist, they like, really exist anymore. But I just love that scene. Like the scenes in there were so fun, just to see yeah. her, like how that was set up and how they were like people were ordering food from the automat, and it was yeah. just like such a fun thing. And I do want to note that. So, the free food that Doris Day received from that scene <laughs> was a chicken pot pie, a baked potato. <laughs> Peas and carrots and then a piece of cake for lunch. Yeah. (laughs) She got a five course meal for lunch. I know. I
0: I was kind of taking note of that too, and then I was like, is it weird so much that I'm thinking about the food? And then I'm like all mad that she leaves it behind. I'm like, Oh "Oh my gosh, she didn't even need need to
1: get get a single
0: she didn't even need to get, like, eat it. And I was like, girl, I want that chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love a chicken pot pie. I'm oh, my God. Lie. It's so
0: good. I know. It's
1: the best. Marie Callender's chicken pot pie. Yes, Hell, queen. yeah. That
0: stuff is good. Yeah, sh- Throw yes. that shit in the oven.
1: <laughs> yes. I just love that she got all that food for free. I'm like, and this is lunch?
0: <laughs> yeah. But then I saw the boss was like all upset that he gave her that food. And they're, like, I don't know. A part of me is like, Kinda of has a right to be upset. That's kind of shit to yeah. do. That's his inventory.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look I mean, at us. He just gave him away, by- like. <laughs> So I, much food. I just like I just love that. I was just like, girl, that is a lot of food. You can be shitting a brick in about an yeah, hour. Yeah, That's a bit
0: heavy. If you're like yes. jo- job hunting, you know. Yes. She's job like, interview. She's at the
1: job interview just being like, I'm sorry. I just got to take a nap for a second because I had a really heavy lunch.
0: <laughs> I know. Could I'm usually imagine? the opposite. I'm like, no, I'm good. I want to wait. I'm nervous energy. I got to wait. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I'll just kind of like grace throughout the day on my yeah. lunch. Rather. Yeah. <laughs> you sit down and eat fucking a pound, three pounds of food. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the 60s was different, so what do you know?
0: It's so weird. Like, there's so many things going on in here where it's, like, it's so all over the place, and even, like, the representation of, well, I, uh, obviously, like, the representation of women, but men as well, and, and the roles and responsibilities, and just Cary Grant, and, like, I know... Obviously, I think different people had. You could just tell. There's been there were influences over this movie where there was Cary Grant having a a heavy hand in certain things, or yeah, from what I understand, I uh, you know, uh, uh, Marty Melcher stepped in and you know on certain things that like you know Doris was very much a Mariah Carey where she only wanted to be filmed from like one side of her face, <laughs> yeah, and like that too. and like <laughs> there was that whole thing, and like so you know it was just very like. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a little I just bizarre. I love
1: the idea of America's Sweetheart Doris Day being a fucking like Mariah Carey style diva, which mm-hmm. is like obsessed with the one side. And apparently, yeah, I had read that as well. But it seemed like Cary Grant kind of had a little bit of a, a like, om- like he kind of inserted himself in a lot of sort of like extraneous I, stuff. Yeah, no, or, I think he like... just would try
0: to find. He wanted his way, and then if like the fact that she was so particular about that, he's like, "Why can't I just do?" Like he just wanted to be able to do what he wanted and not be
1: you right know. I mean but he I guess he ind-
0: he kind of had dictated a bit of the wardrobe you know and kind of had a mm-hmm. hand in selecting all that. He got very like very Alfred Hitchcock with her wardrobe. I'm just um, like girl <laughs> But uh, I'm but like, it was I'm like, it was queen, cute, please. You know? I know. You know the, I mean, I know. he did he did select some looks. I mean, it, you know, I, I have to say, I'm like, just I really do love that coat she has in the beginning, and then the suit. Well, the right, like, yeah. Oh, I really really love that whole getup. is so cute with the black shoes it's, and the black gloves, and oh, yeah, wow, so cute. I mean, it's really wearable. Leather
1: her butt, her her dress has like the little tiny little like almost like spaghetti bow in the front like it's a really so cute so cute and it's functional um, like
0: she takes it off and then she's and it's like the little Jackie O like Chanel kind of mm-hmm. coat and then it's got a whole other like shift dress underneath and it looks yeah. like it's almost like Because she pulls on it. So it either is like, it's probably not cut on the bias, but it's definitely like one of those early, early, probably like a wool knit or something that's like like, really jersey wool or
1: something. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was probably really beautiful. But I had read, I was reading somewhere that Karen Grant like even chose the raincoat. Like he, that's what I heard too. He was very
0: particular about it.
1: Personally called the manufacturer of the raincoat to like get it for her and all this. I was just like, girl, you need a. I'm like, calm down, queen. It's just a (laughs) workout.
0: Well, and it's weird, too, because I guess he was originally, like, it was between either him or Rock Hudson, and they ended up going with Cary Grant. And I'm kind of glad they did, though, because Rock Hudson was still a lot younger than Cary Grant, and I just can't picture somebody that young, like, being that accomplished. So it kind of, like, to me made a bit more sense that he'd be this, like, uber rich dude because he's, like, lived a life, you know? Yeah. But if the he comes up there like he's Christian Grey, you're just like, no. Uh, yeah. Twenty two year old billionaire, I don't think so. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: The thing that did but the thing that didn't really connect for me too much was is just the instant like how the instant love connection that they had apparently. I just wish that they yeah, had done that was more. A bit. <laughs> I wish that they had done more with like either like swelling of music or like some yeah. th- or sort of like they kind of if they really cause it's a romantic comedy, like go heavy handed mm-hmm. on that. I just feel like if they had done that, I would have been a little bit more connected to their romance because I don't feel yeah. for me personally which is not everyone's experience I don't think that I was as connected to their relationship like yeah. how their immediate connection as they wanted me to be by watching it does I because, I don't think like, she when, had the same
0: chemistry as her and Rock Hudson I feel like when yes. they're on like when you watch them even though like yeah you know like Okay, whatever. He's gay, straight but like they're they Not they're twink. Yeah. Their they're, eyes by, twinkle by the way And they look. By adorable, the way, you know?
1: they're both gay. <laughs> like I, both mean, right? gay. Yeah, they, I mean, right? Yeah, but they make it
0: work. Like they look they look yeah. like they're really like y- you feel like like something's happening, you know? And you're like, right. oh, and, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you get it as you go along. You're like, oh, okay. I, I get that there's a connection, but I feel like there could have been more manufactured through like the diet through the directing and mm-hmm. the sound editing or something something could have been a little bit more heavy handed where they've been like a little bit more more like just when well, they, they first were playing meet, that like, like
0: bewitchy style music that was very a bewitchy I Dream of genie. they needed more I, yeah, of that yeah. like when she would stare at him and go all goo eyed like that would yeah, have been there great, needed
1: you know? to be more goo goo scenes where she just yeah. is like kind of like falling out I feel like it was just a little bit too subtle for me which is yeah odd that I want. Well, I felt it was you know. I also
0: felt like a lot of it was one sided on Doris Day's part like she kept being like goo at him and then he'd, he'd yeah. be very, and then he was like just nonplussed through the whole thing yeah so he just
1: it, he He's just like, This is not my first casual relationship. Yeah. You know, like that was his the deal and she was very much like obsessed with him and like yeah. it felt it did it did feel kinda of one sided. They didn't seem like
0: right? they did a lot of talking. Like, that was the other thing, too. It's like, I think that's the thing, too, is when you see that spark, it's like people have these little conversations or dialogues and then they connect Mm -hmm. on something. But you don't. It's like she literally walks in and is like, after being really fucking mad, all she's heard is that he's a shithead. And all of a sudden she looks at him and she's like, guh, 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 guh. Like, (laughs) that doesn't, you know, like, how hot is he? I mean, I know he's Cary Grant, but bitch, please. Like, really? exactly. Like, you're not going to, like, you seem such a, like... You know, I mean, had so much fortitude s- in your character before that moment, you know?
1: Exactly. He's He splashed you with a puddle, and then you were, like, super pissed. And, yeah. of course, you know.
0: You left uh, your chicken uh, pot pie to cut a bitch. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, like, cut, that like. cut that bitch.
1: Cut that bitch. That's all I'm saying, you know? <laughs> just, just follow through is all, you know? <laughs> like, I mean at what at at this point you're just wasting a chicken pot pie you know know, which clearly
0: vexed us both yes (laughs) i'm like honestly
1: i could go for chicken pot pie right now i'm hungry yes (laughs) i mean
0: and then cake you threw away that cake i'm angry now because we both love cake i
1: love cake girl Because now I'm wondering what kind of cake it was. I know,
0: right? One thing I've already learned, you don't take away Philip's cake because that's <laughs> one of your favorite things. How
1: dare you, bitch. <laughs> Tell him my secrets. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten through that portion of the program. <laughs>
0: this is cake time with Kathleen cake. and Philip.
1: <laughs> Cake talk, baby. Cake talk. Um, <laughs> seriously though, um, cake's good. Um, anyway, <laughs> did we have? I I can talk about the storyline of this yeah. film if you want to. Perfect. So, um, I can recap. Um, please feel free to jump in at any moment because I hope you do. Um, you pepper in. this pepper this recap with flavor. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: i'll take out the the tapatio see what happens
1: oh my god um by the way someone brought in a a giant bottle of tapatio to my to my office it was like like straight up like 10 inches like a 10 inch bottle like a big fatty bottle i was like i I was just like someone in this office gets me i don't know know. what i I love that they were
0: like i really love tapatio and i brought it up to share
1: yeah, I brought like a, a liter of it. Brought it up for the rest of the class. <laughs> yes. So, on that note, um, so a touch, that touch of mink. Um, the film begins with our lead characters, Philip Shane, played by Cary Grant, and Kathy Timberlake, played by Doris Day. Um, they're making their way to um, to work in the morning. Um, it's New York City in the sixty in the early sixties. Um, Philip is in his limousine, and Kathy is fighting her way through the subway during rush hour. I know the struggle, girl, it is <laughs> real. Yes, mink. yes. Um, it's pouring down rain, and while uh, waiting at the street corner, uh, Kathy is splashed by Philip's limousine. Covered in puddle water. Kathy way. Kathy makes her way to the unemployment office where she is faced with another terrible sight. Mr. Beasley played by John Aston of, um, Amer- of Adam's family fame. Uh, And of West Side Story fame, too. That's true. Beasley is a giant latch, and he threatens to withhold her. is gross uh, (laughs) in this movie. Um, So he threatens to withhold her check unless she accepts his invitation for a date. Kathy manages to get the check from Beasley and leaves after giving him a giant piece of her mind. So after dealing with that creep, Kathy heads over to have lunch, the world's Biggest lunch ever. <laughs> a much at, discussed lunch. I'll just put yes. it this way. <laughs> the, well, the lunch that launched a thousand <laughs> ships. Yes. Uh, so she heads over to have lunch at the Automat where her girlfriend slash roommate Connie Emerson, played by Audrey Meadows, works. Uh, Kathy regales Connie about her terrible morning and scores some free food, which we have already discussed <laughs> in detail. Please stop asking about it. Uh, <laughs>
0: But we both want pot pie. We're just leaving it at that.
1: Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken (laughs) pot pie.
0: pie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is all prior to a job interview, which she plans to go on in a full stomach. Which we do not recommend. Don't don't do it. Professionals Um, say no. just, Just don't. Can you imagine her, like, slouching fart. in a chair Farting with a big up. old, like, kind of a fart? <laughs> she's
0: qualified for this job. Burnt. Burnt. She's like,
1: girl, I have a food baby. Oh, My
0: tummy be gurgling.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, like, kind of leaning back because she's kind of pregnant with food. She's They're like, like do oh. you have any more questions
0: for us? Yeah, she's, where's your bathroom? She's like, you got any Tums? <laughs> <laughs> should have taken my Zantac. <laughs> Good the thing meatballs. there's some elastic in the sheath dress. <laughs> the Popeye's barking at me, girl. Woo. When do I start? <laughs> do you have any gas acts?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> The last half My hour of this sides. podcast is just gonna be <laughs> fart noises. What if seriously this is this is on iTunes. We should respect ourselves.
0: <laughs> Philip, dignity. Always <laughs> dignity.
1: <laughs> I wanna apologize to our dozens of listeners. That we are not usually this fart centric. Anywho, moving right along. So You do that one more time.
0: Sorry, I'm done. I'm done.
1: Okay. When Kathy went to the Automat, Philip noticed from his office window across the street. Um, And being a good Samaritan, he sends his financial advisor, Roger, played by Gig Young, over to apologize and offer to pay for any damages caused by the puddle mishap. So you, um, there's this whole backstory, too, that Roger also resents Philip for giving him a job and stealing him away from the world of academia. Um, the moment Carol sits down, she's approached by Roger, asking if she was splashed by a limo. Super annoyed, she explains how rude the driver was and that she has a job interview. Um, so Roger encourages her to go to Philip's. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about her going to the job interview full again, and I can't.
0: <laughs> We have to
1: get out of this loop. No. So Roger encourages her to go to Philip's office and tell him off and throw the money back in his face. Once face to face with, um, with Philip, her anger melts away and she is suddenly smitten. Uh, Philip apologizes and offers to pay to have her clothes cleaned while she's waiting for her clothes to be cleaned. Philip asks her opinion on business matters. After she gives him advice to meet face to face with a difficult, difficult business dealing. He offers to fly her down to Baltimore, um, which proves that her advice worked. So, After the meeting, he offers to take her to an Italian dinner in Philadelphia, then back to New York City for a Yankees game where they sit in the dugout to watch. After the game, Philip takes her back to his penthouse apartment, um, which is still under construction. Very romantic. Um, This is where Philip invites Kathy on a round-the-world trip starting in Bermuda. Uh, Kathy assumes this is a marriage proposal, but Philip explains how he's not the marrying marrying kind, and he's also known her for six hours um <laughs> just want to point that out in the timeline um
0: he's like no stupid i want to take no. you out
1: he's like i've known you long enough to bone you but not enough to marry you <laughs> come on um that night uh, back at home kathy and connie discuss the pros and mostly cons about accepting his offer connie doesn't want kathy to be ruined by giving the milk away for free because she's gonna have to put out Um, Kathy spends the entire night awake considering the offer and then the next morning she decides not to accept the offer but when Philip um, doesn't call her to follow up she gets so mad that she calls him he explains that he doesn't feel right about the situation and takes back his offer even more incensed by this she explains how she wants nothing more than to accept the offer and to accompany him on the trip so in preparation for the trip, Kathy is taken to Bergdorf Goodman. You can't say it any other way. Bergdorf Goodman <laughs> to sp- to shop for a whole new wardrobe, fashion show sequence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then she awesome. flew. It was pretty dope. Um, then they also showed their whole new line of modular clothing, where they had three different jacket outers and then one mink lining. Which since she ended up picking the khaki jacket with the mink lining. Um, even though there was a emerald green option, a magenta option, (laughs) I was just like, really girl, you're wearing mink. Maybe go a little bolder on the jacket.
0: (laughs) Not judging. Anyway, Maybe. Actually, you're totally judging right
1: now. I'm totally judging. I'm just saying it's mink. Go boy,
0: go yes, back or go home. I I agree. <laughs> so
1: then she flies down to Bermuda on a Pan Am jet. Naturally, because it's the 1960s. <laughs> um, when she arrives, she's greeted by um, by Philip. By the way, I just want to like jump out of this. In the 1960s, the Pan Am um, the Pan Am terminal would have been that beautiful Pan Am terminal at JFK, which if you Flying to JFK oh. on JetBlue, You can actually see this terminal and the standard hotel is buying it and making it into a whole new, um, or is it anyway? what a hotel chain like the ACE or the standard is buying mm-hmm. it and making it into a hotel. It's going to be fabulous. Wow. That sounds soon. amazing. Gorgeous. So, um, when you fly to JFK, fly JetBlue. you can see the, see the terminal. It's fantastic. Um, it's not Pan Am. It's TWA. How dare you, <laughs> Philip? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Anyway, so she doesn't fly TWA. She flies Pan Am, (laughs) and it's the 1960s, and she's in Bermuda. (laughs) And then when she arrives, she's greeted by Philip, who takes her on an island tour. During the trip, she gets super paranoid that people know that she's there for carnal pleasures. Um, (laughs) That evening, she ends up breaking out in hives because she's so nervous to put out. Uh, Philip ends up spending the night on the couch, and the next day, they opt opt to return back to New York City. So back in New York City, Kathy is dying from embarrassment so Connie t- talks her into going home for a visit to clear her head. instead Kathy returns to Bermuda and calls Philip to join her um, to try that sex thing once again. So while waiting for her waiting for him, she quiets her nerves with a full bottle of booze. Uh, when Philip arrives, she's shit-faced and Kathy ends up falling off the balcony and landing on the awning over the hotel entrance, having to be <laughs> carried through the through the lobby, um, embarrassed yet again, Kathy and Philip try to keep their distance. Uh, Philip gets her hired at one of his companies to keep her busy. When she finds out what he did, she loses her shit and sabotages his credit card computing system and sends him um, sends him a money order in order to pay him back for the Bermuda trips. Roger, obsessed with marrying off Philip, sees that um, he seems to be cracking under the pressure of this relationship, so Roger conspires a way to get them together. He convinces Kathy to agree to go away with Mr. Beasley in order to make... Philip jealous and subsequently forces his hand. Kathy agrees to go with this ruse and heads down to Asbury park in New Jersey, which I've been before. And it's a gay <laughs> Mecca in New Jersey. It's fantastic. <laughs> There's this hotel called the Empress hotel where all the Queens go and they hook up with other Queens. It's kind of gross. Um, but I did go in time for drinks and there was this beautiful man at the bar and I'll never forget it. Um, I didn't talk to him, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so she goes down to Masbury park with Beasley. Um, and it's, they're going to a sleazy motel. So Roger informs Philip of her plan and convinces him that he must go and stop her. Therefore, Philip and Roger rush down to the hotel in order to thwart Beasley. They both end up in the wrong rooms before Philip notices Kathy at a phone booth and carries her off. The epilogue scene later is Kathy, Philip and Roger pushing a baby carriage through the park the end
0: Well, we we wrapped that up nicely, I, mean, I guess. There's
1: there's a lot of shit that happens in this movie, but I mean, Jesus, it's only an hour long. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. podcast is only an hour oh, long. Right. I mean, like we all have lives to live. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, With that, Kathleen, what is your favorite look from this movie? I need to know all your highlights. Hmm. I want to know your thoughts and feelings.
0: Well, actually, uh, probably, I guess my favorite overall look would be the first thing she's in, which is that gorgeous coat with a beautiful, like, cream-colored, like, sheath dress and little matching jacket with black gloves, black shoes, I just really love that the most. But then I guess my second fave I really love that black dress. She looked amazing when she was in the beehive with the black dress uh, and she gets hives or whatever. But like I wanted to see her walk around more in that black dress. I was like kind of like bummed out that like wow that like so much look for like a short scene, you know. I
1: know, and we gotta um, find, she more, I, like, gotta find oh, more. She looked beautiful. Like I gotta find more photos of goddess. the back of that because she looks yeah. fantastic on the back. And
0: like, I just think it's very, very important to highlight. Mm, she's forty. I mean, our beautiful let's Doris talk Day is that. forty years old in this movie, and Four-O. she four zero. <laughs> And she looks fucking amazing and is giving me goals. I just want to say she is giving me goals. She she looks so good and she looks just so comfortable in her skin. I love her look, I love her makeup, everything. She's just so like, she looks amazing. Amazing for any age, but just amazing when I'm just like, you're fucking 40, girl. You look, and you're like (laughs) playing this game like you're 32. You know, maybe. And like, yes. but it works. It totally works, even though like they don't really say any much about her age. But you definitely get the idea that her and her friend are in their 30s. Like, I right. I would think that, you know.
1: Right. And that's and the for thing various that was...
0: circumstances, they're alone in New York trying to make it work as working, like working girls, you know. And right. so we I don't think know they what were supposed to be is. younger,
1: though. Like, clearly they should have been. They, they yeah. were, should have been aging them down. Um, And maybe in some ways they were.
0: But like all I think about when I read this, I'm just like, no, go 40. I'm just like, you go, girl. You fucking go. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like (laughs) it's just it's so like she looks so good and like healthy and amazing. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it gives me goals. So
1: yeah, yeah I, but for me though it does seem a little strange that she would be so like nervous about sex at 40 though for real you know, like, yeah girl. Girl. yeah it's again right. it's that
0: whole stigma but like I just but I guess yeah if I took her out of the movie and just looked at her as a person I'm just like slow clap for you honey <laughs> woof look at that like I think I might have a girl crush you look good you're like she's so pretty and yes. I love how they did the whole like Marilyn makeup on her basically and the Marilyn hair and it mm. It, but it really works, and but except, you know, and she wears that very, Doris Day has that very distinctive, like, coral, almost orangey lipstick that she wears, but it looks so good yes. because she has that, like, peaches and cream skin, and you can tell she's very freckly when they don't do a ton of pancake makeup on her, um, and she just yeah. looks so cute with the turned up nose, she just has that, like bright sunny kind of look to her but she's also very strong like i love that she's just like i'm very beautiful but i'm also very like strong and go fuck yourself like i just love that you know <laughs> go
1: <fuck yourself>. um,
0: <laughs> you know i feel like you see that definitely more in like i you know like calamity jane when she does that and stuff but i just yeah. love her i love her and i love the way she sings I think she's so
1: I wish she had sung in this underestimated movie. Sometimes. I really do wish that she had sung in this movie. Like it I been do too. So nice, but... I
0: love her voice. And I, she enunciates <laughs> words with such emotion um that I just I love it. I think she's so inspirational in that way. And it's so interesting too because she's always playing these roles where she's absolutely beautiful and like finding the perfect man and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile she just really got took to the cleaners um she was just worked practically worked to death like i feel like her and judy garland had very parallel lives in that way of marrying dudes who were supposed to be managing their careers and just worked them to death and then took all their money and that definitely happened with the situation with martin melcher who was actually terry melcher's real dad he just adopted her she's he's from a previous Uh, marriage when she was super duper young and also an abusive relationship. And then that, when that was done, she married uh, Martin Melcher and they were together for many years and he he did like, he just kept her working constantly. Uh-huh. And yes, she did great, but she never really got to stop and celebrate. And all she ever wanted to do when she wasn't working, she was like riding her bike in Beverly Hills and gardening and having tons and tons of dogs and, and like cooking and like trying to play house. And it's just kind of sad in that way that like, you know and then like at one point he dies and then she finds out that all of her money's gone like through shitty investments and everything and he had already committed her to do the doris day show and so instead of flaking out she fucking does it owns it rules it makes more money and you know basically tells the world to fuck off and lives in carmel with a bunch of dogs and has a bed and breakfast like a dog friendly (laughs) bed and breakfast like living her best life still alive doris day (laughs) love her
1: love her so much
0: yes yes Oh. so anyway but yeah I love that look I love the little black dress I feel it's like it's very clean and simple but like fits her amazing and she looks beautiful yes. and sexy and her. she's just got like Ooh. the little pearl earring no necklace the you know and then the bouffant hair which is just it's all about the hair and um, I feel like it's a good balance because I don't know how else you could pull off such a ridiculous beehive unless the everything else was sort of balanced down to be clean you know I think what that's I mean? really what
1: the 60s were about though like yeah. the early 60s when the, beehive, mm-hmm. when the hair started getting a little bit bigger and things started yeah. getting a little bit weirder, that's when, like, the the makeup and the hair, or the makeup and the jewelry started getting pared down, and mm-hmm. it was kind of a balance between the it two. It was, and, you yeah, because you getting... solid
0: color, beautiful, like, solid color, like... Um, long or you know covered body with like minimal or very tasteful jewelry like pearls and stuff, and then just the hair hair escapade, <laughs> just <laughs> odyssey,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> and really
0: beautiful like beautiful coiffures like whether it's a yeah. flip or beehives or whatever like you have to admit it was really like people would never we'll ne- like the amount of time people took and the- how important yeah. that was is we can't really quantify that well maybe some of us can but I think no. most people. Like, well, I would say basically, like, if you're if you're white, you probably don't have a lot of, like, you know, you're not going to hair salons to go there for hours to get your hair either relaxed or braided, all that. So mm-hmm. it's not ruling your life. But the fact that this was, like, everybody did this. This would have been a normal yeah. thing to, like... You, no, don't wash your hair. Oh my God, is the sprinkler on? I'll, I'll put my shower cap on. You did not want to mess the yeah, hair. Yeah, I really know? did love
1: that whole, like that whole sequence, the bathroom sequence with um, Audrey Meadows too, where she was like spraying her hair different colors. And yeah, she mentioned like, like the idea of like spraying her hair gray. And I was just like, I kind of loved that whole concept of that. I love that, that too. And like just the idea of like, they were doing all of that stuff and just like the hair curlers and putting their hair up at the end of the day. Oh, Oh yeah and she like Like, didn't
0: she do the whole thing like you could see her almost like she's putting her hair in pin curls and doing all that but she's not even looking because you know that's probably the normal act of like every day and she was able to do that on camera. Like that's not faking it that's like what you would have done every day. Mm-hmm.
1: And then right And I used to hear to stories about, like, all of that. Yeah, like Yeah, like
0: when you you do that every night, you could literally put your hair in rollers not in the mirror without a comb. Yeah. You just knew and how to section. Yeah. And then you also like, your hair, like there was also that Savant. thing too where
1: like <laughs> women would do the thing where they put their hair you'd see they'd put their hair in like a, a curlers and then a scarf but they'd leave their bangs out and then they like yes. put the scarf in and they could actually still go out and like yeah. do things and still look like not like they're they would hide the You could kind of like partially enough, hide the like, Curlers. Yeah. yeah. It was like I I love a, like
0: seeing rockabilly girls kind of still do well throughout the years do that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, it could be a super look. Cute.
1: It's, it's cute. a cute look. It's a good look. Um yeah. yeah.
0: It's a good way to balance like the glamour with practicality. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the reality is like to look that way takes time. And and if you have exactly. long hair as we both know, like long hair is maintenance. Mm-hmm. And if you want to yes. like make it especially if you have straight hair and you want to make it curly, it is an epic journey. You're like, "Okay, what am yes. I going to like it takes time." and then you're worried about it come falling out so um,
1: i am yeah i'm considering learning how to do a wet set that's all i'm saying just it's i'm yeah. i'm on a hair journey right now <laughs> so.
0: a hair uh, hair escapade
1: so, hair escapade i'm learning what i need to do i'm like what do i need to do do i need to get hot rollers for this mane do i need to do do i need to get do i need to start pin curling it every single night what do i need to do <laughs>
0: That'd be fun, but it's like, like, but all that's like practice. It's all about technique and practice and like, if, if, if you don't, it's sort of like painting your own nails or doing anything mm-hmm. like that. If you don't know, or plucking your own eyebrows, like Not if you don't bad. know or practice, like you're kind of just like, oh, is this how it works? No, <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> went wrong?
1: Who's <laughs> gonna live with this for the next six weeks? Oh um, uh, no,
0: it'll it'll grow I mean, back. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs>
1: um, there were there. What was your the, favorite looks? <laughs> well, one of my favorite looks actually. Now that I'm looking through the photos from our Pinterest page, if you wanna visit us, Pinterest oldhollywoodrealness.com. Anyway. Um, there's, uh, I think that one of my favorite looks was actually in the fashion show, um, was this full length sheath gown with a low back and it's all oh, sequins yeah. and she's wearing it with white gloves and she's got like a tiny little like fishtail train on it. It's that super, was pretty amazing. Super glam, tiny little kitten heel cause it's 1962, you know, giving it. You know, feeling it and all of that. No, stuff. you're
0: right. I, it's not that I forgot about the fashion show. It's just that it happened so fast, and, and it's like, so.
1: And they never reference those those looks again. No, that's yeah. what's so strange. It's like, and the, the the one look that they do pull from the show is like the most. Kind of subdued, subdued look. And it's yeah. it's not the biggest, and it's like, not throughout the whole film. Look. Like the rest of the film, right? right? Like she's not running right.
0: up to him in her mink coat, you know?
1: Right. It's not like the the women where like the the looks are then appropriated later on in the film and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just it was kind of an interesting kind of like weird not throwaway scene, but just kind of like eye candy for the ladies, I guess you could say they they knew who they were making this, this movie for. So, um, no, you're right.
0: There were some looks in that fashion show, like for real, like um, the outerwear, like that green, uh, there was like that green cape, like shaped, like Cape coat thing. That was pretty Mm -hmm. awesome too. But yeah, for real,
1: Really cute stuff. But yeah. um, there was that look. And then there was also, I really loved, I just loved Audrey Meadows' character. I think she was super cute. She had like really good looks. And then she also had like her, her, um, her, uniform that she wore the auto mat was really cute with like the sort of like kind of green scarf and stuff. And it was, I just, I thought they were really cute and everything was really practical and like post fifties kind of moving into the sixties kind of look and everything was really super cute. And there's also this really cute. I'd love to see, I can't really find good photos of it, but the look that she wears in the very final sequence when she's going down to Asbury park where I saw that one guy at the bar who's really cute and I didn't speak to him, but, um, she was wearing like this really cute like coral like fiery coral red like kind of wool sheath number again. Oh, like, yeah, again, yeah, Like yeah. there's the color that she 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 can really wear color like it's and I wish that she did more because like she can really wear color but a lot of times she ends up in taupes and stuff. So Ooh, Audrey Meadows. To, no, uh, Doris Day. Doris oh, Day. Oh, I know they love to color. put her
0: in like white and beige and. But she can like,
1: really dusty. wear color like Girl, I think that she she, and she can just, wear
0: like a hot yellow or red yes, like yes, so really well and for like, a
1: woman who's like blonde and like mm-hmm. darker like a kind of like a paler skin she can actually really wear color and yeah but even audrey meadows again has like that kind of like auburnish hair and she looks she looks fantastic like i love her. she does look fantastic love her yeah
0: i really love yeah. her auburn hair and you know she got that shit done um, mm-hmm. every Saturday at three PM yep. until the day she died. But then because... <laughs> when she sprayed
1: that tiny little just that one piece in the front that was gray and I was like, yeah. Yes, Bonnie Ray, get it, girl. I loved it. Like just the one little tiny lamp. Like,
0: I know. Boop, and right then it's the like, front. why would and, like, you think that would be I don't know, like like I'm gonna be like like I'm a cougar tonight. I don't know what that I means. Like what would it. that I lo- represent? I, but
1: well she, she was cute. like she was like, Maybe if I spray it gray people will feel bad for me. I was oh, like, Oh yeah, girl, feel bad I for me. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I couldn't get enough of it. Speaking of which, I have a hair appointment on Valentine's Day. I'm going to get okay. my answer. Okay. Getting all right. a facial. I'll report back and let you know how That's it goes. That's awesome. I it's haven't all gone about self care, right? I haven't gone to a hair appointment since I left New York. So just. What? Saying. Things, yeah, it's. I just can't come commit. Anyway, so you're saying is, that you might have a, a different... few dead
0: ends to trim off at some point. Yeah, yeah, it
1: might, it might come down a little. My, my length might come down. But anyway, that's. A it whole won't be like podcast. butt length.
0: Is it? Being... I know. It'll be like waist length. length. <laughs> Maybe
1: <laughs> it's gonna be mid back and not waist length. You know. Okay. I would like to. I do want it to be share like that's all I'm saying. Maybe I'll get those share sideburns cut in too.
0: Oh, that would be <laughs> from like cool. from
1: like bangs and the sideburns from like the, the early Sunny and Share show. I that think that great. would be really cute, but I think
0: you definitely would have to have a heavy front bang. Otherwise, it's going to look too mullety. You have to make sure yeah. it's like kind of clearly defined, yeah. and it's like, yeah.
1: And there's nothing weirder than a man with bangs. So I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cool. Well, I'm going to cut my hair short and just transition into being Dora's Day for the rest of my life.
1: Oh, my God. I could see you with a bob, though. Like a. Like I'm a, really a feeling bob, it. Like a long yep. bob. I'm nice. kind of going no. there because I
0: plan to spend basically my weekends running around on the beach. So, you know, I can't yeah. like I don't want my like I don't I'd rather have like shorter, nicer looking hair than like long, scraggly damaged hair. Oh my
1: God. And then we <laughs> you can know do what I mean? Because the we can do wet sets on each Girl, other. Yay. I have a bonnet dryer. <laughs> I have a bonnet dryer. Next time you uh, come,
0: we're doing wet sets.
1: I can't wait. More to come on that storyline. I learned how to do a wet set line. growing up
0: in Texas. Like, I knew how to do wet set by nine years old, so we're all good. Just got to get our Aquanet and oh, our pink goodness. rollers, and we're good to go.
1: It's fantastic. <laughs> Oh my God. Did we have anything more to uh, Clearly we've run out of things to talk about on this movie. I know. But I know. Ooh, now that we're well, transitioning to hair.
0: <laughs> I'll just, uh, speaking of, it's so funny learning all those things, like girly things to do at a fairly early age, because um, my, when my aunt came to visit, she brought over some old pictures that she had in storage of me and my sisters when we were like really young, like toddler Aww. age. And I was like, I'll have to take pictures of you because so many of them are, it's like me with my sisters and it's like, who's that little boy with those baby sisters because <laughs> I do not look like a female at all I'm totally okay with it because I think it looked really cute but I'm just like it's hilarious how ungirl I look look like I mean there's seriously ones I have like a blonde bowl cut with a Dodgers cap on and like a ringer t-shirt and jeans and then my sister's standing next to me Ooh. in a dress and I got like my hand on my hip like Queen, you know, I'm just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> like full Jodie Foster, <laughs> kind of yeah,
0: pretty much yeah, like just that really early, channeling that very early, and just like, like, wow, like Freaky know.
1: Friday, candle shoe, yeah. I get it. It's yeah, it was a, but then it was they a smash luck.
0: all that outlet out of you as you grow up, and you know, at yeah. that yeah. time. So, <laughs> girly oh, now, goodness. anyway. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. Um. Well, with that, I want to thank everybody for listening to our episode. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth beer is kicking in, girl. Um uh, you can catch us over on social media. Old Hollywood Realness on Facebook, OHR Podcast on Twitter, Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram. Uh please join our Facebook group so that you can um uh, correspond with other listeners of the show and yes. other fans of old Hollywood old Hollywood in general O-H-R podcast darlings D-A-H-L-I-N-G-S it's a it's a non-stop party over there um, and we take
0: requests <laughs> yes
1: please we're always we're mining for more requests as well so that we can keep this going it's gonna be fantastic um, give us a five star rating and review us over on iTunes so that we can um, it'll help us out with the visibility of the podcast which is awesome (laughs) Huge shout out to our buddy Hal Lublin for his vocal talents at the top of the podcast, keeping us sounding fresh and profesh every single week. Um, And with that, I got nothing else to say, but thank you for listening to Old Hollywood Realness.
0: Bye. (laughs) Bye. Test test beep boop. Test test beep boop. Boop boop beep boop.